When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, today's another Lola's Ramblings and Musings episode, but with a little bit of a twist. So I... I'm around midpoint-ish with a lot of dramas that are currently airing and that I'm currently watching. And I was feeling like I had so much to say about them at this almost midpoint and that I was like, okay, I gotta make a midpoint impressions of these dramas. But then I realized all that I really wanted to talk about was one specific aspect of these dramas. And so I thought, why not do a ramblings and musings episode where I actually just focus in on one aspect of multiple dramas and in the process of discussing that one topic I would also be kind of you know giving my midpoint impressions but not really midpoint because some of these are past the midpoint and some of them are not quite to the midpoint so it's a midpoint-ish impressions because I have lots to say about them so this is why I am recording an episode like this and this kind of ramblings and musings um, format but it definitely will be ramblings and musings I will probably just be waxing poetic at some point so sorry I apologize ahead of time for that but I definitely think I need to get some things off my chest about a couple dramas and as you can see of course in the title of this episode I will be specifically talking about relationships in mental coach Jagal, love is for suckers, love and contract and cheer up. So those are the four dramas I'm currently going to focus on and the aspect of all of them that I'll be focusing on are relationships, um, the relationships in these dramas and just what's going on with them because come on, I have so much to say. Don't you guys have so much to say about these relationships in these dramas if you're watching them? I do. I really, really do. So I want to talk about some of them and just kind of just get it off my chest. And then I would love at some point to hear from you all what you're thinking about some of these relationships and kind of how you fall um, on certain, you know, ends of the the spectrum of these relationships. I would love to know. Um, But let's go ahead and get started. I, like I said, I have lots to say. So the first drama that I'm going to focus in on is actually Love is for Suckers. So I am going to be basically spoiling from episodes one to six at some point, I think I'll just be talking about the the drama up until episode six. Um, and I am going to be talking about the relationships that um, kind of make up this drama. And if you don't know, Love is for Suckers is the the one where we have um, Yi Dahi playing Gu Yoram and, who, and she is a producer for um, TV variety shows. And she has a best friend um, who's played by Choice C1 and his character name is Park um, Jae-hoon. And they have been friends for over 20 years. They've known each other, you know, all throughout high school. And they're now, I think, late 30s, you know, pushing 40s. 
and they have been nothing but friends. Um, but at some point, you can tell that Jaehoon has formed you know, some kind of feelings for her. And even um, Yodam has also maybe looked at him at some point briefly in this kind of way, but they've never gone past friendship. And at this point in their lives, there's marriage, there's, you know, things like that coming up, there's exes coming up, there's blind dates coming up. There's this point in their lives where they're trying to find out, should we proceed together or should we be looking to proceed in other um, relationships? Um, but that's also happening at the same time that Yoram gets um, her next gig, which is basically working on a reality show called Kingdom of Love. And this Kingdom of Love variety show is exactly what it sounds like. It's a dating show. And she at you know at some point relies on or she not relies she needs Jaehoon to step up and actually participate on this show and this dating show and so at the point of the drama that we're currently in Jaehoon has joined this variety show um because of her for her um and he's expected to you know fall in love on this show of course but he's only there with eyes on her so that's going to be interesting kind of him navigating um, someone who actually is interested him in the variety show and him also kind of keeping his eyes on um, Yoram behind the camera so that is love is for suckers but the relationships that we have to talk about and love is for suckers. It's definitely going to be Yoram and Jaehoon. But I also want to talk about Jaehoon and Ji Young or Han Ji Young, who is, I, I will go on and on about her, but I will get to them in a minute. And then we also might want to talk a little bit about Yoram and Kim In Woo, who is an ex. So let's let's just let me just go ahead and start chatting about the these these people. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is of course Yoram and Jaehoon. When I first talked about my impressions of this drama, I made it very clear that I am still waiting for the story, the K drama, where you have a best friend. Um, set up that's not gonna actually end up with the best friends turning into lovers, but best friends thinking they should turn into lovers and then finding out, you know what, we we work better as friends. And then the story ends with them as just friends and they find other respective relationships. Um, and that is something that I am waiting for and I would love. And I thought, and I still like, I really thought that they had set, they could have set this drama up to be one of those stories where uh, Yoram and Jaehoon been friends for all these years. They're at the point in their lives where they are now wondering, what are we, how are we going to end up with, like, who are we going to end up with? Is it going to be each other or other people? And I would really have liked to see them explore other people so much so that they realize, like, no, we're just going to be friends. And again, this is very early on in the drama. We're only on episode six. So technically, there could be room for that. <laughs> it really could. But I, you know, also could see them not going that route and Yoram and Jaehoon ending up together. However, the way that I saw in the beginning how they were setting this up, I saw the possibility. I really saw the possibility of these two not ending up together and ending up in different relationships. And that is because they introduced very early on, um, as far as other people in their lives, um, is Jaehoon 
Han Ji Young, they introduced her as a blind date that his mother is kind of setting, that his mother sets up because she's like, it's time for you to get married. Like, come on. She's great. You, you'll you love her. Please, please, please meet with this girl. So he meets with her and they get off to a very rocky start because he is there with no plans of actually pursuing her. He is doing this because his mother has forced him and he comes off just very, you know, rude. And Ji Young, the character Jiyeon, she immediately calls him out on it. And I loved every moment of it. She kind of like makes a big deal about the fact that I am on this blind date because I want to be and I put my best foot forward for you. I dressed up nicely. I came with excitement and I am ready to see where this goes. And I don't appreciate that you did not come that way. And she calls him on it. And it was immediately when I fell in love with her character, I was like, oh yeah, Jiyeon is the one. She is that girl because she does not mind just being, you know, honest and transparent and authentic. Like she is herself through and through, no matter who she's presenting in front of. And I adore her. She's also super smart. She's a professor. So I just absolutely love her. But I immediately love that setup, their connection that they had, um, because as soon as she has this kind of blow up at him, the next thing you know, she kind of likes how he responds. And so then she's like, okay, he actually, you know, it's someone that I'm still interested in, even though I had to call him out, you know? And so she lets him know that she continues to say, Hey, I want to get to know you. I want to go out with you. Let's get to know each other, please. Let's see how this, how this is going to pan out. And he is trying, but not really, um, because of course he has really, you know, feelings for Yodam. So that connection that they set up between Jaehoon and Jiyeon very early on in the drama made me optimistic about, Hey, this might be that story where, you know, the two best friends don't actually become lovers and they actually um, just realize they should just be friends and they go on their separate ways with other people. Because I was like, they set up a perfect character for Jehu. They set up a perfect kind of um, out. I mean, they set up someone else that he could easily be with who's just as wonderful and lovely as Yodam. And I don't see why that would be a problem, right? I just saw it being set up for it to flourish. Um, So that was my kind of first thoughts about the way they presented the Jinyan character. But while they also were presenting that relationship and that connection between Jaehoon and Jinyan, they also were kind of bringing back um, Kim In-woo, who was Yodam's ex-fiance. Um, Honestly, they at one point were planning to get married. He had proposed to her and then they had a big blowout where he wanted to, he needed to move out of the country to basically work and he wanted her to come with him and she was just getting started in her career and she's like I can't leave my career to go you know marry you like in another like I can't do that so they they break up they go their separate ways and it's been years since they've reconnected and he's back and he's ready to reconnect he's ready to get her back and immediately when he jumps on the scene early on in this drama he is there for her. He's like, I want her. I'm only back so that we can get together. Like, I'm here. And of course, Yodram has her hesitations. She's kind of unsure about this. And of course, Jaehoon's looking at her with the side eye, like, don't you dare. But Yodram actually ends up um, falling back into a relationship with Kim and Woo. She makes a decision that, you know what? 
why not at this point? I'm getting older. I know what it feels like to be with him. I know it's going to be comfortable. It's going to be okay. I don't have to try too hard. I don't have to go through this whole wooing phase and dating phase. This man already wanted to marry me. He wants to marry me now. Why not? So she actually ends up not even dating him. She ends up accepting his proposal and rushing to to marry him. And of course, if you are watching and up to speed with A Love is for Suckers and get spoilers, 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 you find out that there is something that um, happens between Kim and Wu and Yorim that allows for them to unfortunately not get married. So then he gets kind of, you know, kicked out of her life because of that. And I was really kind of disappointed with that setup because I really wanted him to be someone that came back into her life and they kind of give it another go and then find out that, you know, they're supposed to really be together. I was hoping for that because then that would free up my Hanji Young character to get what she wanted. Because <laughs> I love her. I want her to get everything she wants and more. Um, but no, I, I had really thought they had set it up perfectly where we could explore these two different types of relationships. The best friend relationship the the ex coming back into your life relationship and then this kind of new girl on the block this new um just at this age at this point in your life falling you know in like in love with someone new that you just kind of met randomly at a, on a blind date so i was excited to see these three different relationships being explored unfortunately i think we got rid of our ex <laughs> kim and woo and yoram situation so that doesn't seem to be on the table anymore which i am really disappointed by and i have to say they actually did such a wonderful job with how they set up the in woo um and yoram interactions and that I like how they never, well, at least for me, and other people may fight me on this, but I actually really, really, really appreciated and enjoyed the way that they presented the Inwu character and that he, to me, was never completely a bad guy. Like I could not completely hate him at any point. I didn't think he was the worst human being in the world. I didn't think what happened or what took place that, you know, made them break, their, break off their wedding. I still didn't think it was to the point where he was just the worst person in the world. So I wasn't completely hating him by the end of it. And I like that. I like that they still, for me at least, made him um, a character that I could actually sympathize with and kind of understand. And I did feel sorry for it. And he, I mean, and the actor who plays Kim and Woo, um, what is his name? Um, I think his name is Jong Jong Ho, Song Jo Ho. I loved like how like you could tell he was really in love with her, and I loved that. And I just felt like I felt bad for him, and I feel like maybe others for her like good riddance. But I actually really really felt for him, and I felt like he honestly and truly loved her, and him not getting this third chance with her because it would have been a third chance if she would have took him back after the the wedding breakoff but them having that other chance and him not having that other chance really seemed like it broke him you know it really felt like this is it for him like good luck I, I someone better be watching him because I really felt like his heart broke in that moment of her being like yeah it was good it was nice knowing you but it's this is it and I also loved how Yoram made that decision, how she did not, you know, fall for it one more again. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty honest that she, in the way that she ended up 
falling back into the relationship with him and then also realizing like, yeah, no, that was the wrong idea. I thought that was very honest of her. And I, and I really love that. I just love that. So I just genuinely think that even in the midst of them getting rid of my Kim and Woo and Yoram setup, I still think I loved how they did it. I love how they got them together again, only to then bring them apart again. I love that setup. I wish it was still there, but it's okay. I'm okay with that. But now that does leave us with something that I'm going to continue to talk about throughout the rest of this um, episode in regards to other dramas. And it's the love triangle, the infamous love triangle and how you either really love them or you really, really hate them or you're like me and you kind of need to see how the setup is before you can decide if you really, really love it or really, really hate it. And in my case, I usually really, really love love triangles when they make the the other options, very viable options. And so it's like, I mean, the, the two options for the one character I love it when they make them both viable options. Like you cannot really choose between which one. You're like, oh, they they would be perfect with them. Oh no, they would also be perfect with them. Oh, I, I don't know. Like I love that turmoil. I love it, I love it, I love it. And that's the only time love triangles work for me. When love triangles don't work, it's when you have this one character out of the three that is just not at all at all ever going to be an actual option for the main character like they're never going to consider them this is just a waste of their time and this is going to be torturous watching them um you know have this pity party while they realize or they continue to to realize how they're just never gonna have a chance and that is going to be coming up in a second (laughs) with some other dramas that i'm going to discuss but for love is for suckers it is obviously that is not the case for me. This is definitely a love triangle setup if they're going this route that I am going to um, I'm going to really enjoy. And so now that we have Kim and Wu out of the picture, which well before he left the picture, the love triangle really was presenting itself as Yodim, um, Jaehoon, and Inwoo. Inwoo had already kind of called out Jaehoon and was letting him know make your state your claim like are you her friend or not like make up make up your mind so I know what I'm fighting against right and so that was kind of the kind of relationship of I mean the the triangle set up originally but then Kim 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 In Woo is out of the picture so now Jiyeon is now in the picture but that's with Jaehoon and Yoram. And he is now in the center of a love triangle. And obviously, if you've already heard me talking about Ji Young, I adore her character. I adore the setup that they have already presented with her and Jaehoon. And I would love to see them end up together. But I also would have no problems at all if Yoram and Jaehoon also end up together. So I'm completely fine either way. And so this is a love triangle setup that I do not mind. It's going to be a little frustrating because like I said, I want Ji Yun to get everything she wants and more in life. Um, so if she wants Jaehoon, I want her to have him. But I think she has already made her peace with the reality of the, her situation with Jaehoon. He's already been very honest with her about his feelings towards her and his feelings towards Yoram. And he has, you know, told her up front, like, you know, I, I have someone else I'm checking for. So that's why we can't do what we, what you may want. And I love that. I love that honesty, but I also love how Jin Young's like, okay, I get it. I understand. 
But just in case, <laughs> just in case, just let me know. I love that about her. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't think she's desperate. I really don't. I know some people may call her desperate, but I do not think she's desperate. I think she has made a decision about someone that she wants to see through to the end. And I think that's what she's doing. I think she's really trying to give it a fair shot, fair go before she completely says, yes, no, this isn't going to work. And I don't, I don't think that's a problem, but I know to others, she probably looks really desperate (laughs) and she's really, you know, she's fighting for him, but in a way that to me is very respectful and in a way that's not like, you know, pushing him to do anything he doesn't want to do or like stepping on the toes of his relationship with Yoram. I think she is is going about it in the proper way. Um, and it's not her fault that they're now both on a love reality dating show and they obviously have the excuse to pretend to be in love now. So that's not her fault, right? They didn't know that was going to end up that way. And so I, I like this. I love this setup and I love that we are seeing so many different types of relationships in like this first six episodes of a drama. And I can't wait to watch the rest. Like I really can't. I'm in, I'm so, so, so satisfied with the way that this drama has been playing out their relationships and the couples and the, and the way that these couples are coming together and then falling apart. And then are we friends or are we not? Should we be friends? And then the honest conversations that a lot of these characters have between one another, because Yoram and Jaehoon have been very honest with each other recently in, you know, recent episodes about should we be friends or should we try something else? You know, is this the right time to do that? You just called off a wedding. Maybe not. You need a friend. You know, I love their honest conversations. Obviously, these are very adult um, characters and it shows. And I just adore it. I adore it. I adore it. I adore it. And even Jaehoon and Jin Young's interactions, how they are so honest with each other. They lay everything out on the table and then they allow the other person to do with the information that they want. Um, and the same thing with Yoram and even Inwu, the part of the reason why their relationship does not work is because he is not upfront. He does not disclose all the information that he should have been disclosing. And that is why it does not work. That is why a relationship will fall apart. And I love that we got to see that as well. So love is for suckers, just episodes one through six. And I'm in love. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is such a good drama. And like I said, the relationships that they've already presented and the different, you know, formulations of the couples, I'm loving it. I love the variety. I love the mix and match. And I can't wait to see what actually happens with them. I really can't wait to see. Um, and the Han Ji Young character is got to be one of my favorite characters of all time. Like she is just one of my favorite characters I've ever, like, I love her. I love her so much. I love Han Ji Yun. I love her. And I want her to get everything she wants and more. She deserves the world and no one can tell me differently. So if you have problems with Ji Young, gotta come through me. You gotta come through me, okay? (laughs) But I hope they keep her as perfect as she is right now and they don't turn her into a mean girl or anything like that because that would break my heart. But right now, I adore her absolutely don't hurt. But um, yeah, so that was Love is for Suckers. And that is kind of my conversation about their, the relationships that they kind of have presented in that drama. So now let me move on to Love in Contract. Yes, another drama with love in its name. And the other thing to note about this drama is that it is very much so um, going to be talking about or highlighting another love triangle setup. Tell me why there's so many love triangles this season of dramas. I don't know, but 
again, you either really, really love them or you really, really hate them or you're like me and it really depends. And this one is a rough one because if you talk to me uh, when I first started this drama, you would, I would definitely tell you that I was not here for the love triangle that they had set up which was basically our lead character, Choi Sung-un, played by Park Min-young, um, and her longtime client slash uh, fake husband, Jung Ji-ho, played by Ko Gwang-pyo. Their relationship and their setup, and then you introduce this 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 Kang Hae-jin character, played by Kim Jae-young, and it turned into this Hey Jin character is just not, why is he there? Really? Just why is he there? And I was very annoyed that he, this was going to be one of those love triangle setups where there was this, this option that wasn't valuable and yet he was going to be hanging around playing a pity party and going, woe is me. She won't love me. She doesn't love me. And technically that is what's happening. <laughs> that is technically what's happening because very early on, um, the Sang Eun character had started to admit to herself that she was kind of falling for her long-term client, Jiho. And if you don't know, Love in Contract is the one where um, Min Young's character is a contract, like, marriage um that is like her career she goes in she goes into these contract marriages for men that need help in some kind of way with having a wife so she basically contracts herself out to be a wife and she actually marries them and then she goes on and gets a divorce from them um she has a client that she's been working with for five years and that is the Jiho character and she loves working with him she's always in the, I mean sorry it's not always in the beginning she admits that he is her favorite client um and that She's really going to miss him when she retires, which is her goal when we meet her. She's going to finish up this kind of contract marriage gig and she's going to retire and go on and live her merry old life. Um, but she has a hard time parting with her longtime client, Jiho. And in the process of her figuring out what that is, we start to figure out more about Jiho and kind of who he even is. What is their relationship? Why, why is she drawn to him? And is he drawn to her? We start to see that he is, that he loves having her in his, his life, even though he has not been very kind of upfront about that because he just has an issue with really communicating his emotions to others. Um, and then we also um, find out that at some point when she was younger, she may have ran into um, this Kang ha- Kang Hae Jin character, who's a very popular actor, comes from very wealthy um, Chaebol family, and so he knew her when she was younger, before she got into this kind of marriage gig, and he at some point ends up asking her for a contract, and he needs her to be his wife to portray, you know, to get over some rumors and things like that. So she ends up working for both of them at the same time, while also admitting to herself that she's falling for the Jiho character. So even though she is pretending to be the wife of two different men, she is feeling more connected to one man in particular. Um, And so that love triangle setup is one that I was not excited for. I was not happy about, I was not excited for. I just was like, this is going to be a waste, a waste. He's going to be a waste of space, the the Heijin character. However, 
The fun thing that has happened with this drama and their love triangle has been the the kind of plot setup, the way that they've set up the love triangle um, as a part of the plot. It has made it more fun. It is not just about, you know, him being in love with her. I mean, these two men being in love with her and her being in love with one. It is literally her being in love with one man, but also doing what she needs to do for the other man to make sure that his career and everything stays intact. So it's fun to see the kind of hijinks that ensue with her pretending to be this famous man's wife while not showing her face, while also actively trying to get into a relationship and being with this one man that she really does have feelings for. And it's been fun. It's been actually really fun to watch. And I had to kind of eat my words about not appreciating the Hajin character and the love triangle setup. I think it is a love triangle because he act, you know, Hajin actually really does um, love <laughs> the Song Un character. But I do think he has recognized that she does not have those feelings for him. She has already told him about like, I don't want you. I don't want to be with you. And so for that to have already been, you know, proposed and set up between them. Now it's just a matter of kind of like them working together to make sure everything pans out for his career and kind of the image that he needed her for. Um, And I like that. I like how she has to, you know, she's remaining professional and doing what she has to do with that side of things. But she also is like, I'm actually trying to start a relationship over here with this man that I've known for five years and we've never gone anywhere, but now I want to try. I really, really like that. So in this scenario, the love triangle setup is okay. I mean, it again, it has only worked because they've implemented it into the plot um, a little bit better and not just made it about two guys in love with this one woman they've made it more about like no this is her job and she needs to pretend to be in a relationship with this one man while also you know her being in an actual relationship and I like that I like that setup so it actually has saved itself from me throwing it to the side chucking it to the side and being like this is horrible no it actually is fun I'm not mad at this drama at all which again I had my my reservations but it it's kept itself fun I really do I also really really love the Jung Ji Ho character I don't know what it is about his character maybe it's just um Young Pyo in his his acting I don't know what it is but I think his character is so adorable I think he's so fun and I mean funny because he's like this you know awkward character who struggles with expressing himself and his emotions and he's kind of always been you know keeping that stuff within he when he talks he talks you know he says exactly what he means and sometimes you know that's a little puts people off a little bit and I and I just like him I think he's funny in most of the the settings that they put him in in this drama and I and I like seeing him you know recognizing and realizing his his love for Sang Eun and kind of explaining to himself why you know she is someone he needs in his life and she's not just this woman that he hired to be his wife like he actually really wants her in his life and I really liked watching him come to that kind of conclusion about her so just in general I really really am enjoying the setup of this love triangle despite me originally being hesitant about it the Hajin character is still not completely as round and full as I may have wanted him to be in relation to a love triangle um and where he is an actual, you know, viable candidate that I really was, you know, shipping her with or something. But no, he, he's not. But I do like that he is in this kind of celebrity um, 
position that forced it that forced him into this contract marriage but then also um now he really needs <laughs> to like you know needs her to help figure that whole side of things out so i actually really am enjoying that so that is another love triangle setup that's happening and that i'm not mad at and i do appreciate the way that they have portrayed relationships in this drama because from the Jiho perspective, he is a divorce court lawyer. I mean, judge where he actually he he actually first met her when he was you know dealing with a lot of her divorces that she would be going through in this job of hers. And I really, really, really liked that he views marriage and relationship in one way, and she also reviews you know views marriage and relationships in one way because them together it's very confusing for them. I think they both are kind of like, wait, are are we together? Do we like each other? What does this all mean? It's very awkward. They're kind of like buttoned up against each other and the idea of them actually being in a relationship and what that could mean and what does that look like for these two people who technically struggle with the concept of, you know, marriage and relationships and, and being in love. They really struggle with that. And I liked seeing these type of characters and there are two different ways of living coming together and realizing like actually I think we we like each other you know it's been really fun to see so just again another great um examination of love and relationships in okay drama and I have been really appreciating it so in I mean there's a lot of other weird things that happen in this drama but um that at least it's been a standout for me and love in contract. Okay, so that is me talking about love and contract. So now I want to move on and talk about cheer up. We're going to make it a little bit more youthful. We're going to um, our kind of college university setup. And let's talk about um, our little true love triangle that is also presented in this, um, this drama. So yet again, another, another drama with a love triangle. And this again, when I initially talked about cheer up, I said the love triangle setup I was I was okay with because they to me had set it up where our main character Do Hei, played by Han Ji Hyun, actually has two viable options for these guys that are pining after her or will hopefully be pining after her. Um, the Park Jae-un character played by Bae In-hyuk and then Jin Sun-ho played by Kim Hyung-jin. So those two um, in different times start to view Hae-yi um, in a way that is romantic. Park Jung-woo technically at the point of the drama that we are currently at, which is episode um, six for me, um, hasn't really expressed any actual feelings for Hei, but we start to see him slowly view her in a different way. Um, we're starting to see him react to her differently. And so we can see that he is going to possibly be putting himself in a position of, you know, wanting to romance her. But while he was, you know, still figuring all that out, we already have Sung Ho, Sung Ho, who has immediately right out of the gate expressed to her that he wanted to date her. He wanted to go out with her. He, he was interested in her. He wanted her to give him a chance. He's, the type of guy 
when we meet him that has relationships falling at him. Like he can get a girlfriend at the drop of a hat and he can move on from a girlfriend at the drop of the hat and he will do that. But he has lashed onto the Hagee character and he really, really wants her to give him a try, give him a chance. He really, really, really wants that. But she, it's like, nope, I have other things to focus on. She has just gotten out of a little rocky um, long-term relationship. She is stressed and always constantly thinking about her part-time jobs and making money. She tells herself and she tells the guys around her, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for this. I'm trying to make money. That is my priority. And I think that's hilarious. And I love that about her. But it is, of course, her realizing that relationships are not her thing right now. She thinks and she continues to talk about that. To be in a relationship, you need to have money. You can't be poor in a relationship because, you know, you don't have the funds to do all of the different dating things that you need to do. And I have to say, that's very wise for a young person, actually. And then, you know, she's kind of always talking about that. But I actually think that's true. And I agree with her. And I think she is very smart to be kind of presenting that at this kind of university age. But I also think that that's what positions her and these guys like falling over her, like falling, you know, like them falling over themselves to be with her makes me kind of laugh because she is telling them like I don't want to be with you because I can't I can't focus on anything but you know making money and the fact that they're still like but I want you <laughs> it's like okay she's told you now she said no she said no thank you she said I can't do this right now and I think that's you know it's frustrating for me watching some like guys let her breathe she's really got things on her plate but this is also interesting because the way that they've set up um her character as being one where there's technically three guys that are going to like are like looking at her and sighing her and vying for her attention um or will be at some point and i think that's fascinating i think that's hilarious um we do like i said get to see her interactions with her ex where it was testy. He was rude to her. He was mean to her and her being mean and rude back to him was not obviously nice, but at the same time, it was expected with the way that he treated her. And she does, you know, kind of come make up for that when she she does another favor from him and things like that. But I do think presenting, whenever you showcase how a character was with their kind of ex or their old relationship and then the other viable person comes into your life you kind of want to compare in a way but for her I think with Hayes character and the different guys in her life they're all so different I really love that about it like, like it doesn't make sense any of the guys like as in they don't her going towards one or the other it's like hey there's up in the air <laughs> she could choose any of them at this point and I kind of like that and that makes this love triangle a little bit more interesting between Hei and Jungwoo and Sungho because technically you can see her falling for her sunbae, um, her cheer captain Jungwoo slowly but surely. And Sungho is very aware of this as well. He can see this. He knows that she's you know, that she's eyeing him from across the way. He sees all this and he wants to kind of make a clean break from that. He's like, you know what? I don't, I'm I'm good then. She doesn't want me. I'm good. She can have him. But at some point, he still comes back. It's like, but I actually really want to give it another try. And I think that's so fascinating to me. And such a young person 
way of like being in a relationship where you are pretending like I don't like you anymore because you don't like me and I'm over you. And then you go try to force yourself into another relationship while you're still technically just pretending like you want to be in that relationship because you're still thinking about that person that doesn't like you, but you really, really like. And I love that we're getting to see in this kind of university drama that kind of love triangle and that kind of immature (laughs) immaturity and relationships and I love it and at the same time there is some a lot of maturity like I said with the hey e character who is like I me making a living is more important than you guys but then all the while at at the same time she's still checking out Jungwoo and like very interested in all the different women that he has around him um so it's so fun to watch like these relations, these like let's love triangle that's the forefront but then there's all these other side people for each of these characters where you're like they're all like other options for them or like or someone else is checking for them and you're like oh no um and so i just it's been fun this is a love triangle setup that's been actually fun because again, I like Hei and her kind of rejection of Sung Ho while Sung Ho's like, I don't like you anyway, but then also, please <laughs> give me a chance. And then you have the the Jungwoo character who has quite a few women around him as well, but also can't really get past his his kind of first love and in not really being able to get over her, you're not sure what he feels for Hei. You don't know if he can ever like her if he can ever get over his first love and then when his first love returns you even more like oh no what does this mean for hey and him and that little progress that they were making in their connection and their relationship is it going to all you know be for not and i love it and i also love that their relationship is very kind of um hate to love they got off to a very rocky start in the beginning and they were they just didn't weren't really nice to each other but also they were (laughs) like they had moments where they were like kind of like you know tit for tat with one another in the beginning and then at the same time they will look out for each other in little little small ways and i really love that about the formation of their connection and their relationship while um sung ho and he kind of also got off to a rocky start but he immediately knew that he liked that about her like the fact that they kind of she you know stood up to him she was being a little feisty he was like oh yeah, this is another another person that I want to um, pursue, I guess, because he obviously you can tell dates for the game of it, for the heck of it. So for him to now be so attached to this one girl, it's just wonderful to see. So I am just having a blast with all these love triangles. And who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me at all. But with all that being said, I definitely still am rooting for... <laughs> a particular couple, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I definitely want my bae, Bay and Hyuk, to finally get the girl. He's been in so many dramas lately where I feel like he is pushed to second male lead status or he is second male lead status and he just never gets the girl. And I really want him to get the girl this time. So I am rooting for him and, and his character to actually end up with Hey, But we'll see, you know, if they want to go a different direction, I'm fine with that too. But again, that is to me good. That is the positive about this this love triangle and why I am actually having fun with it because, you know, I'm okay. Like, I don't feel like 
you know, the, the guys vying for her are bad options. You know, I think either one of them will do. I do feel like the Sun Ho character is a little bit more, um, muted in character as far as just he doesn't have a lot going on with his personality <laughs> to some degree of like we've all there's no mystery we've kind of figured him out we kind of get his angle we get what he's about and I kind of wish you know there was a little bit more to find out about him and maybe there is maybe it's tied to his mom and his family I don't know we'll see but I am having a good time we're only on episode six so I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm having fun with love triangles. Who would have thought? Um, okay. So now that I've gotten through Cheer Up, and that was probably the, the quickest one because it's just, you know, nice, cute, youthful love triangle um, in the midst of this kind of like weird mystery possibly murder <laughs> mystery drama. Um, but now to a little bit more of a like a serious I think um, relationship that I wasn't expecting to talk about because I just was I, I, I mean I wasn't expecting it so mental coach Jagal you if you know me you know I have talked about this drama and how much I really 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 enjoy it just as a drama in general and one of the big things that I may have mentioned in one of my episodes that I talked about mental coach which because I think it's two of them one of the big things that I mentioned was specifically that it didn't seem like romance was going to be at any point really a big part of this story that it didn't have it really set up and that it didn't need it I was convinced this drama was more than that it didn't need a romance to keep it um interesting and going and 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 smart and just you know thoughtful and fun I didn't need a romance for this However, at some point, there seemed to be motions into setting up these different relationships in this um, drama that I originally understood. And then they turned into not just such a, like a platonic kind of relationship. It started to look like we're turning it into something else. And I... I don't... And I'm kind of confused. I don't know where I completely stand on this. So the first relationship is obviously um, our mental coach Jaegal and Cha Gaul. Gaul is a young, you know, athlete who meets Jaegal as the friend of her older brother but also as her mental coach. He signs on to take her underneath his wings to to just work with her because she's just dealing with a lot in this athletic space that she's in. And in the process of getting to work with her and know her, Jaegal very, I think, very soon kind of expresses, or to me at least showcased, that he really connected with Gaul because he saw himself in her. And Gaul, in the very beginning, rejects that. She kind of is like, don't put you on me, okay? Like, I am me. What I'm experiencing is what I'm experiencing. Like, don't see you in me. Um, and that is very early on presented. And so you don't see their connection as one that should at all be romantic, I'm going to be honest. It is very, um, you know, you could see like a, a little, like a little sister, older brother vibe. Um, you could see 
mental coach and client kind of thing. Um, you can see mentor, mentee. You can see friendship. You see all of this and the setup of their relationship between these two. And it's absolutely wonderful. And I love it in all of those different forms. And then all of a sudden, it makes a quick switch um, towards these later episodes. Um, I think we're on episode 12 at the time that I'm recording this. So, you know, later in those later episodes, we have Gaul admitting that she is, you know, in love with Jacob. And of course, he kind of is looking at her, shaking his head like, oh, me, oh, my little one, you don't have feelings for me like that. No, you don't. This is, he explains it away with some kind of technical, you know, you know, therapist terms. And, and, you know, and she, of course, is like, well, how do you know? Like, this is how I feel. I've never felt this way before about anyone. This is just a fact. This is how I feel. Whether you want to call it whatever you want to call it, this is what I'm experiencing right now. And of course, he is brushing this off as something else. And so when that switch happens where we're now expected to view Gaul looking at Jagal in a different way, I immediately had to like... I had to readjust. <laughs> I had to readjust. I had to readjust. I felt like Jay God. I was like, woo, 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 woo. Are you sure? Are you, you know, and I didn't want to be that way to her as well. Like put, brushing off her feelings. Like she obviously feels a connection with him. That is more than just that. I, I mean, we think it's more than just this kind of mentor, mentee, this kind of um, mental coach, client experience, this friendship. I, I'm assuming that she sees him in a different light to the point where she has fallen in like with him, in love with him. And I was unsure because one of the things that is presented is the, like the, the kind of ethics around their relationship if it were to turn into something that is romantic. It obviously is going against some kind of code of ethics because he is working with her in a, um, uh, in a position of authority. She's, he's, you know, he, he could be viewed as taking advantage of her if their relationship progressed into anything else. And I am really, really happy that this drama is going there now. Like at first I was kind of like, wait, why are we doing this? I had already understood their relationship. I got it. I don't need a romance. And so when it switched to potentially, you know, Gaul being romantically in like or love with Jagal and him having to kind of push her away because of the kind of code of ethics that, you know, the, their relationship would be um, going against, I I appreciated this because I thought this is an, a, an, a relationship to explore that is not very common in K-drama. This is one that I think should be explored because it's, you know, a lot of people are seeking, you know, help in these kind of mental health spaces and that connection that you may have with someone who you are sharing everything with and they know you in and out can open you up to um, that person in a way that you aren't with anyone else. And if that were to be taken advantage of by that person, then you, you know, that would be horrible. And I feel like they, no, no one ever explores that in K-drama, at least as far as I know, and I don't see that very often being explored. And so knowing that this is where that drama has started to take their relationship has actually been really, really good to see. Like I, at first I was confused. I was like, why are we doing 
doing this right now, but I actually appreciate this exploration of like this type of relationship that these two have. And if it were to turn romantic, what that really means and and is that okay? And is it appropriate? And is it, you know, is it what she really thinks it is? Is it just, you know, like they keep saying counter transference or transference of like emotions onto this person that you really have been open and vulnerable with. You know, I am really enjoying seeing that discussion in this drama in these later episodes because I don't think I've seen that very often. This, but also I, I feel bad <laughs> because I'm like, it doesn't seem like this could be a happy ending for Gaul. If she really does love Jay Gaul, it doesn't seem very positive that anything's going to come out of this for her but how she addresses it um in the later episodes after she does actually sneak a kiss in and I was a little like come on girl you're gonna get him in trouble and sure enough she did um but when that happened how she still kind of presented the situation of her liking him she's like you know what I can expect that this may not work out like I understand that this could probably never happen that you will never we would never be together you would never like me I can I can understand that is a possibility and you know what that's life and I like that and he even has to like hand it to her because he's like that's maturity that's growth I can't even be mad at you, girl. And I felt that. I was like, he's right. Like, give it to her. Like, that is maturity. That is growth. And I'm a little sad that, like, she had to come to that realization after her first kind of real, like she said, her feeling really, like, in love with someone for the first time. Um, Also having to accept rejection at the very same time. Like, I'm in love with you, but I also just got rejected by you. And this may never happen. So that was fun. Um, But I love that she has grown and it shows in her um, kind of handling this this new emotion that she has towards Jacob. Um, so I really, really enjoy it. I really think that it was a smart choice to take the story that path, even though originally I didn't think it needed to go that route I, at all. I did not need that at all. But now that it's going that route, I really, really appreciate it. Um, And to continue on with different kind of, you know, setups and formulas as far as relationships, there's quite other kind of combos to talk about because in addition to the Jegal and the Gaul setup, we also have Jegal with his own um, former psychiatrist, um, Sangha. And I think their relationship is just the same as far as Jigal and Gaul because it's obvious that they're no longer in this kind of, they're more co-workers than, you know, psychiatrist, you know, and patient setting. They're not in that relationship anymore. However, Sangha actually still operates in that space with Jigal. She does seem to counsel him a lot of times. It, it's lo- it looks to be a little bit more than just like, you know, a friendship or co-worker conversation. She looks like she's, you know, she's being his psychiatrist sometimes in their conversations. And so to me, their relationship still has a tinge of that kind of psychiatrist patient to it. But then you also get to see Sangha looking at him a little differently, you know, in, in the midst of her trying to like counsel him and give him, you know, advice and things like that and psychoanalyze him. She's still... I think also really has a close connection with him because of how she experienced him when she was, you know, first starting out as a psychiatrist. So I definitely thought that was interesting that we're getting to see how she is viewing him 
in a way that's other than patient and maybe a little bit of like or something like that. I mean, it's definitely interest. She has a lot of interest in Jacob um, and she keeps putting it on the fact that, you know, he was her first patient that basically scarred her for life. And that may be true, but I think it also, now that she has continually um, gotten to know him a little bit better, she is viewing him in another light. And, and I wonder what we're going to do with that. Like, what are we going to go with that? Like, is that something that's supposed to happen? Because in that scenario, I also don't think it's that comfortable. You know, I don't think that's just, uh, I think it's just that kind of blurry as the Jagal and Gatlul situation, like because of their former relationship and even their current relationship. Like I said, she, when she talks to him, it feels like she's, you know, being his psychiatrist again. So I don't know if I am going to feel any better about him and her ending up together. But just like with the, um, the Jay Gallen and Gaul relationship, I actually still appreciate that we're seeing that relationship and the kind of blurriness of lines and kind of seeing, I mean, ethically, I, I mean, like, again, it doesn't go against any code of ethics if they technically were to get together because she is not his psychiatrist any longer. And it's been years since that. Um, and they're just technically co-workers. But I definitely am still feeling like the way they interact is too it's it's too it's too murky it's too murky of waters for me so not quite sure how that would actually progress into anything romantic either um so again i don't know if there's going to ever really if there's going to be a romance that actually comes out of this story at the end of it all i can't really tell <laughs> between those two combos um and then i know that they have kind of squashed the Ga'ul and the Mongul, uh, their kind of relationship as far as like him saying he loves, you know, he likes Ga'ul and wanting to be with her and her immediately and like, yeah, that, that ship has passed. Like, we're not doing that anymore. Like, let it, let it go. You have someone else that you care more about and go focused on her. You know, that I think has been squashed, but they did for a second there kind of set that up. But it looks like they've, you know, done away with it, which is nice. Um, but then, you know, and there's also the Sangha and the Taeman character. They, they're a little weird kind of relationship. I don't know what that is. I don't know if he has feelings for her. I know she definitely doesn't have feelings for him, but their interactions are so weird um, and kind of like what do you want from each other <laughs> kind of thing. So it's just, it's been nice though. It, in the whole point of me talking about these different relationships and all of these dramas, it has been to highlight how nice it's been to see such variation and variety in um, stories and their, the relationships that they've set up for their characters. I'm really enjoying that. I am just really, really enjoying that, especially coming from someone who's watching so many dramas at once. You know, that would be to me the first thing kind of that would throw me out of it. It's like, okay, I don't buy this these relationships, these this chemistry between these characters. I don't like it. I'm out of here. And I have to say that I'm enjoying all of these di different relationships that I'm watching on screen. I'm enjoying them. They are making the stories of these dramas so much more entertaining than I think they technically, technically would have been. <laughs> like, for example, Love and Contract. Like, wow, that one was rough for me in the beginning. It really was. And the fact that it has picked up for me has everything to do with the way that they set up their love triangle. It really, really has. Um, I, and I appreciate it. And then with Mental Coach, it's such a smart drama. Like I said, I love the writing of this drama. I love so many of the like 
just there's so many good lines in this drama so many good quotes um to live by honestly i love it i love it i love it but i also think what makes this drama the work the way that it's been working has been the way that they set up um jay gal in relation to all these different characters that he interacts with so the different relationships that he forms not with just our kind of main characters but also with some of these um one-off scenarios of different athletes that he ends up taking on as clients and things like that those are also relationships that I'm also enjoying and so just in general highlight highlight of drama the highlight of the dramas that I'm watching right now um and have to say love is for suckers they have been the most um, messy, <laughs> the most messy with their with their relationships and the dramas that they have been getting themselves into over there. And not to mention that we're going to have a whole half of the drama, not even half, like we're going to have a good chunk of the drama be setting um, set in a actual um, variety show or like a reality show about dating that is just going to be more mess to enjoy and I love it I really am loving it so I just thought it would be fun to sit here and ramble and just muse about the importance of showcasing in your story these these interpersonal relationships that characters can have with one another and the different varieties of relationships that can come to be, be it in some kind of mentor-mentee scenario or in a romantic sense or in a friendship. You know, there are so many different types of relationships that we engage in on a day-to-day basis um, and that we grow over time that you know, can weave in and out into different phases, you know, for example, with mental coach, you know, they start as, you know, (laughs) counselor, client, and then all of a sudden someone's falling in love with their, their coach, you know, that is questionable, but also, you know, relationships change. Same thing with Love is for Suckers with Yoram and Jehun. They have been friends for over 20 years, but does that mean that they can't be more than friends at some point after that? No, I mean, they could totally be. Um, And I'm loving it and I'm loving it. I'm loving just finding, not even finding, exploring these different types of relationships in all of these dramas that I'm currently watching. And it has been the highlight of all of these dramas. Plot, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Love and Contract, I mean, the the love triangle has really saved that drama for me. Um, and cheer up. There's the plot itself. I mean, there's, you know, there's some things that I have some issues with as far as <laughs> cheer up's plot. But the, the way that they are portraying this kind of young love, this, this youthful energy around dating and, and relationships has been really nice to watch. Um, and it's done really well. Um, I, and I think it's also a highlight for me and comparison to maybe some of the other stuff that goes on in that drama. So it's definitely just I have to talk about this. Like I just had to point it out that this has been on my mind that after watching all these latest episodes of these dramas, I kept thinking, wow, this is really good that the way that they're exploring this type of relationship. Oh, this is really good how they're exploring this type of relationship. Oh, this is this is that type of relationship. You know, I kept having those moments as I was watching these dramas and I had to talk about them. Um, And yeah, and I'm just wondering if anyone else has been noting that as they've been watching any of these dramas or have you been you know annoyed with any of these setups because again love triangles are not everyone's favorite you a lot of people just 
you know, actively avoid any story that sets up a love triangle from the very beginning. And I wonder if there's anyone who doesn't like love triangles that's actually watching any of these stories with the love triangle in it and liking it. Um, is it giving you a little bit more than you thought you would usually would get from a love triangle setting um, set up. So let me know. I, I'm really interested to hear what other people are thinking about the relationships and these four dramas. And as you can see, I also did not mention another drama that I'm watching that I think would be another one that I could easily add to this discussion. But that is because I want to do its own um episode like I'm gonna do overall impressions of one dollar lawyer after it finishes because uh, I'm just gonna let you in on a little secret it's like my favorite drama that I'm watching right now so just so you know if as much as I'm talking about these four dramas and how much I love them and I'm enjoying them um oh well I can't say if I'm loving them you know <laughs> Loving contract is just up in the air. But, you know, like I am actively enjoying these four dramas. But I have to say, hands down, One Dollar Lawyer, if you're not watching it, man, that is my star right now. It is my star. It's my moon. It's my everything right now. I love that drama. So I can't wait to do its own episode. So hold off on that for I'm going to talk about the relationships and things that they formed in that um, drama as well. And a kind of overall impressions um, once it ends. So look out for that in the future. But this has been this ramblings and musings episode. And I hope it wasn't too weird and off and, and boring. I don't know. But I wanted to at least talk about it because I... I it's just been on my mind. It's been on my mind with every episode I've been watching of these dramas. It's been on my mind. So that is kind of where I want to leave this. Again, you could probably tell from my discussion about these dramas, my midpoint impressions of them. I think I said it pretty clearly, but if I haven't, I am thoroughly enjoying all of these dramas. Okay, there it is. Okay. All right. That's it. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.